Hello and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's show, we're hoping to be joined by Alex Washington soon. We're going to talk about a big time transfer loss for BC, possibly the big one that they've had as Josh DeBerry on Monday evening announced that he's entering the transfer portal to get us kicked off. We're going to talk to Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how's it going? Doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, you know, it's disappointing news to get, especially this late in the process, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about. And, you know, even though this is a loss, you know, BC's done a decent job of going after the after defensive backs in the portal. So we'll get into it all. So when we're talking about DeBerry, we're looking at a multi-year starter, a guy that really – um, solidified uh, what BC could do um, in the in the slot. Um, I, I want to first start off by saying the timing is just really weird. Oh, and we're going to get into our uh, guest right now because a- Alex Washington is joining us. Joining us now is uh, BC's newest defensive back, Alex Washington. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Great, great, great. You're joining us with Mitch. Mitch, you want to get started? Hey, Alex, good to finally talk to you in person. Well, you know, virtually in person, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good to meet you as well. All right, so I'll jump on. So, Alex, um, what what made you decide with Boston College? I know you had a lot of different offers from various Power 5 programs coming out of Harvard. What was it about BC that stood out to you? Uh, honestly, the home field at BC, uh, you know, it was my first and only visit and coach Halfley and all the coaching staff made me feel at home from day one. Um, and they really showed me the most love. I mean, they were recruiting me as soon as I hopped in the portal. I mean, within like 30 minutes of an hour, uh, you know, they were on me. Um, they had a plan for me. Um, and they had a need for me. Most importantly, you know, I have, you know, one year of eligibility left, uh, and I want to make the most of it. So. I wanted to come into a place where I'm needed and where I'm wanted. And that place was BC. So I kind of want to follow up with that. So what is something that you are looking to improve in your game with BC? Cause obviously, you know, Jeff Halfley's had a lot of experience with working with NFL defensive backs. Um, and so what is something that you're looking forward to improving while you're at BC? Um, first of all, my technique, uh, you know, I feel like coach Halfley, and coaches are, and all the coaches have so much knowledge that can help me become a better player and can help me go to the next level. So I just really want to come in and be a sponge, uh, improve my technique, improve, you know, uh, my football knowledge, and then get the exposure. I mean, BC is, of course, in the ACC, as we all know, and playing big-time competition, playing the ACC will only help me get more exposure and really prepare me to be on draft boards uh, this time next year. Can you talk about playing for Harvard? Uh, obviously, that's a that's a top notch education you're getting there, and and they obviously have a a great football program. I have to say, my grandmother loves Harvard football. Uh, it was like one of her big things. Like, what are some of the things that you t- playing from Harvard? What did you learn about yourself at that school? Um, I learned how to first of all manage my time, and I learned how to multitask and really just learn how to become an adult i mean at harvard you kind of just thrown into the fire freshman year um you know with football and school and just managing everything especially where i'm from birmingham alabama birmingham alabama is far away so you know i'm away from my family and it's just me up there so i really learned how to like 
be on top of my stuff, be on be on top of everything I have to do. Um, and that includes football and school and art and, you know, everything else that comes with it. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of ask you about that. So I noticed that you're a major in sociology and your secondary or minor is in art, visual, and film studies. And I think this was on the Harvard website and they mentioned this quote, which says, this includes being a visual artist where he visualizes current social phenomena through the lenses of various artistic mediums. So I'm kind of curious, could you uh, put that in layman's terms or explain that a little more? It's very interesting. Yeah, um, basically, it's just my, um, the way I see life, honestly. Like, my art is basically like a direct reflection of my life experiences. And, you know, the secondary that I got at Harvard, um, I couldn't even complete because I graduated early in three and a half years. So I wasn't able to complete it, but I took lots of art courses. And, you know, they basically just helped me become a better artist, whether that's technique-wise or artistic vision. Um, it was honestly like really comprehensive and I loved everybody in the department, but basically in latent terms, it's just like, you know, uh, studying the arts, art history, you know, uh, skills wise and everything that really comes with that, I guess. So what mediums do you primarily work in? Acrylic, um, chalky pastel, and I do digital sometimes. Okay, cool. And are, so now that you're at BC, are you going to be majoring in art history or continuing with sociology or what's your, uh, what's no, your academic I'm actually, plan? I'm actually at the Carroll School of Management oh. um, and I'm getting my part-time MBA. Oh, nice. Very nice. All right. So I have a question for you. So you played basketball before. Uh, did you get college interest out of high school for that? And what kind of player were you? Were you? And any interest in helping BC basketball out? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll first go into what type of player I was. I was kind of like a a Pat Bev, uh, <laughs> uh, great on defense, um, could shoot it okay, and you know had a good handle, but was a leader on the team and was a really just like a good locker room guy. That's what I would I would say. I'm, I'm a defensive guy. I've always loved defense as a kid, um, and that was kind of my player archetype, I guess. And as far as looks wise, I played on the circuit. Uh, you know, one of my best friends growing up was Trenton Watford. He plays for the Trailblazers now, and I grew up playing with him in high school and AAU. So I went all around the country playing and my senior year or going into my senior year, I was getting looked at by Yale and Brown, but, you know, no offers. And I had some D3 schools to offer me. Um, and then, of course, I started playing football my senior year and I actually got offered by Harvard in basketball and football. But I decided not to play because football was my way better sport. So that's kind of the story of my recruitment. Um, I still have hoop dreams. I still play in the mills <laughs> and stuff like that, but I'm kind of washed up now. So we see like, usually it's a lot of like tight ends that we see, you know, that basketball backgrounds and that makes sense. But I'm curious as to how, I mean, it kind of does make sense. You say you like playing defense, but I'm curious as to like, what specifically about your basketball background makes you a better cornerback? Um, the quick twitch movements in, in, in basketball. I mean, guarding somebody, you know, full court, uh, trying to stay in front of them, that directly translates to being at the line and trying to, stop a receiver from getting around you. Um, I would say that, number one. And then number two is, like, ball skills, rebounding, tracking the ball, being able to dribble and locate the ball or on a loose ball. All that translates to finding the ball in the, in the air when a quarterback throws it. So those are the two main things I think translates. All right. Alex, we're going to have a few more questions for you in just a moment, but we just have to get to one of our sponsors. FanDuel, the playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. 
FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance to get a greater payout with same game parlays. And obviously, with the AFC Championship and NFC Championship coming up this week, you might want to check them out on FanDuel. See the latest odds over there. So it's all on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans don't miss out. Place your first five dollars bet to get one hundred fifty dollars in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com/slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sports book partner of the NFL. All right. We're here with Alex Washington transfer defensive back out of Harvard, who's going to be playing for Boston college in 2023. And uh, we've been learning about his history, what he, you know, what his time at Harvard and some of, you know, his other sports he's played. Mitch, you want to continue? Yeah. So kind of continuing the conversation you were having about uh, your basketball background. So, and you said you've came to football your senior of high school. So, did you were you just like a football fan before that or or was it just kind of just kind of a, an interest and then you just like picked it up kind of out of the blue um so i played in little league uh so i played when i was like you know peewee like third fourth grade and i actually had to stop because i got migraines and my mom was like you know you're done with this mm-hmm. so me and my dad kind of picked up basketball um and i never looked back but then throughout my high school career people would always say like man you like you would be a football player or just random encounters with people. They'll be like, oh, what football team do you play for? Um, and that kind of just compounded on each other. And then when I wasn't getting the looks that I wanted in basketball, I was like, you know, why not try football? My high school coaches were always hounding me in the hallway when they saw me or in class, like, you know, trying to get me to come out. And, you know, that, what, the July before my senior year, I was like, you know, I had a meeting with my coach uh, and he kind of laid out a plan for me and was like, look, we're going to put you in that corner and you're just going to have to stop, you know, one guy from catching the ball. And I was like, oh, I can do that. You know, that's easy. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of that kind of was it. And that was that was the journey. So then what players do you study or model your game after, given that you kind of came started playing football again, but it was later in your career? Yeah. So my senior year, I fell in love with uh, that Ohio State team. Uh, I watched Denzel Ward a lot. Still one of my favorite corners. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, Jalen Ramsey. um, Sauce Gardner, but I think Denzel Ward is one guy that I really look up to and try to model my game after. I like that answer. Um, and so do you have any, like, I know you're from Alabama, so there aren't like really, there isn't really a pro team down there, but did, did you have any like favorite teams when you were growing up? Yeah. So my dad graduated from Auburn. So I grew up a War Eagle fan. Um, always went down to the plains whenever I could to watch the games. Uh, but as far as like NFL, you know, there's no NFL team in Bama. So I really didn't grow up having a team in the league. Okay. Right. So you, you know, you've played for a while and I want to know, like, we, we, we talk about your skills, but who is the toughest matchup that you ever faced? It could be high school or college. I know you played against Andre uh, Iosovis from Princeton. It was Jalen Coker from Holy Cross. Who was the toughest player you've ever lined up against? By far George Pickens. Uh, <laughs> he played at Hoover. Um, and I also grew up, like I mentioned, I played peewee football. He was on my same peewee team. Uh, he used to spend the night over my house all the time. And then I stopped playing. I came back to it. And he was at Hoover. I was at Mount Brook. And we were rivals. And I think it was, like, maybe the fifth game of the season. And, you know, I was guarding him. I had the task of guarding him all game. I did a, you know, decent job. He had no touchdowns. I think he had, like, a couple catches. And I got three offers after that game. So <laughs> I, was, I thought I was hot shit. You know, I thought I was the man. And then we faced him the second round of playoffs that same year, my senior year. And he had three touchdowns. <laughs> um, so that was definitely the hardest matchup. Uh, and that's my guy. You know, he's doing great in the league. It's great to see him doing well. 
our parents are still cool, but he's just, I mean, a physical specimen. I mean, what can he do? He can run, he can catch, um, he can block. You know, this, you see the shit he was doing uh, with the DBs and pushing them down. So, yeah, yeah I'm was, a Steelers yeah. fan. So I was, I, I can't believe I didn't figure that out mm-hmm. that you guys were from kind of the same area. But yeah, I mean, he, that's, that's a great answer for that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm going to talk a little bit more about kind of game, your game specific. So when you were at Harvard, they had you in a lot of press alignments while playing boundary corner. Uh, so was that something that you did in high school or did they have you travel more to cover the team's best receiver or what's, what's the deal there? Uh, in high school, I kind of just traveled um, to cover the best receiver. Um, and press was more comfortable for me coming from basketball because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a defensive slide or standing in front of them. So that's what I felt the most comfortable in. And then it kind of just – transition to Harvard uh you know I'm kind of a bigger corner so the boundaries where I feel most comfortable and then pressing I do that I did that in high school and I got a little bit more technique at Harvard to help me with that so that's kind of where I felt the best and that's where I could help the team the best so that's what I did and then the other thing I found interesting was Harvard blitzed you off the edge a lot which is kind of rare for uh, outside corners so I'm curious as to what goes into perfecting the corner blitz uh, a lot, you know, a lot uh, schematically wise, because, you know, if a corner blitz, you're leaving a void, the normal receiver is not being guarded. But the coaches did a great job of disguising it and, when, and you know, picking when to do it. But as far as me, I think it's just a mentality thing, running in there with your head cut off, uh, having your eyes in the right place and making sure you're hitting your target. But honestly, it comes down to mentality. Like, I love the corner blitz. I was happy as hell whenever the safety or the coach called the corner blitz. And... uh yeah, I actually missed that. Oh, I know B- BC usually does a lot of that from the slot, but I, that'd be, I'm sure they'd love to have you do that some as well. So Alex, last question from my end. Um, you mentioned that Halfley talked about his vision for what he wants from you um, and, and what he sees you doing at BC. What Can you kind of t- describe what that vision would be? Yeah. Uh, first of all, coming in and helping the team, you know, as best as possible. Um, I know the recruiting process is a lot about the players, but then as soon as you get on campus, it's about the team. So, of course, you know, he envisioned me being an all-ACC player and being able to go to the draft this time next year. But mm-hmm. now that I'm on campus, uh, it's all about helping the team. So if that's me playing, you know, 100 snaps a game, that's cool. If it's me playing 50 snaps a game, uh, that's cool. So, um, per- like, primarily we'll be playing in the boundary. We'll also have a chance to play in the nickel or the field. Um, and really just be used as like a, a Swiss Army knife. You know, whatever the defense needs of me, I, I can I can provide. All right, Mitch, do you have any last questions? Yeah. Um, so something I like to ask defensive backs is because a lot of people don't know as much about defensive black back play because it's not on the TV when you're watching it. So I'm curious if there's anything that you would want fans to know about defensive back play uh, that, you know, the casual observer might not know. Oh, <laughs> the cat with the casual observer would not know. I mean, people that really know football know that is, if not the hardest, if maybe the hardest position in football. Um, and I guess I would just want the fans to know that, you know, it comes with a lot of, I guess it comes with, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy price to pay because, you know, if you do your job 100 times and then that 101st time you don't, then that's all the fans are going to remember. Uh, and that's all the media is going to remember. But you got to remember those 100 times before that, uh, that you did your job and you were covering the receiver and, you know, your eyes were in the right place, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess and I would even, just have to say, like, the difficulty of the, the position. I don't know. Yeah. And even sometimes you can be in the perfect position and 
the quarterback just makes a perfect throw and the receiver makes an incredible catch. So there's kind of like, I did my job, but sometimes the other guy just did it a little better. (laughs) That's all for me. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us and uh, best of luck this spring and uh, good luck in your 2023 season with Boston college. All right. That was Alex Washington and the newest Boston college defensive back. And we'll get in. We were talking about Josh DeBerry um, just a moment ago, and we'll get into him a little bit in just a moment. This is locked on BC AJ black. That was a great interview, Mitch. I have to say that I loved getting to know a little bit more about Alex Washington. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. The George Pickens answer was one that kind of floored me. Cause I would have never, yeah, I, I was like looking into like kind of where he was um, yep. and where he was from and like trying to find guys around him. And I can't believe I couldn't find that one as a Steelers fan, but yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to Josh DeBerry, um, which it, it, it's kind of ironic that Alex Washington got cut off. So I didn't have to have an awkward segue mm-hmm. there, but um, we were talking about DeBerry. We were looking at what this means to BC. And I was saying, right. As Alex got on it, the timing is weird. Because the transfer portal just closed two days ago, or uh, the 18th, about five days ago, so he can't transfer this spring. Now he's in the portal. I don't, I, and I'm not even going to speculate on why. That's not fair to uh, to Josh. But now BC has a huge hole, and you know it. You know, earlier this off season, when they landed Washington, when they landed uh, Kari Johnson from Arkansas, I was like, oh great. Now it's almost like a need. Yeah, for sure. I, I I definitely agree that this is extremely weird timing. Um, I'm not sure what really to make of that. Um, and, you know, I, I, BC, like you said, has brought in some defensive back transfers, um, and they are bringing back a decent amount of guys who had who did play last year, uh, like Elijah Jones, Mari Jackson, Jalen Cheek. And, you know, I, I was impressed with, with Jalen Cheek played a little bit, and I did like what I saw, but it was very little, and then he got hurt. Uh, Mari Jackson, you know, had some growing pains, but I like what I see, and Elijah Jones is – I would say he's reliable. I would say that. Um, but I mean, even though this was a quote down year for Josh DeBerry, I would say like, he's still, you know, made a ton of plays. He had that big interception against Clemson. Um, he's a absolute terror off the on slot blitzes. And, you know, he's still pretty good against the run despite being a smaller guy, but I mean, yeah, I mean, this is going to be tough. Uh, you know, hopefully BC again, doesn't have that rash of defensive back injuries um, and they can survive with this, but I mean, it's, it's no matter when you, whenever you lose an all ACC player, it's, it's going to hurt regardless. Yep. And Marty party asked a question. I want to answer. Cause I, I, this came up on the board too. Isn't it a little worrisome that the defensive back whisper in Halfley is losing so many starters. So, all right. I, I get what Marty party is, is bringing CJ Burton earlier this off season. And now Josh DeBerry. All right. So see, uh, clearly, transferred to Charlotte because of his connection with high school coach, which if you follow St. Francis Academy football, a lot of the guys that aren't elite guys, and he, he was elite for a while, but he, I think it's not kind of dropped away from that are in love with what's Biff Pogi. I think his name. Yeah. Something like that. Um, So that I, I can't blame halfway for that. That's like the, you know, all these St. Francis kids love, uh, love him. And, oh, so Jason Matry too. That's the other one. Um, well, I, I don't know. I, I think part of the business of transfer portal, it doesn't seem like a, a mass exodus to me. I don't think this is like, 
you know, crazy. And BC lost three guys and they brought in three guys. So it all kind of washes out, right? Yeah, right. I did forget about Matry, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's that concerning because again, like you, you lost three. You've replaced. You, I think you're just going to see these numbers increase every like now because of how much easier it is to portal in and out. Um, and I think you're seeing these older guys. You know, I think again, I, I think this DeBerry situation is weird, and we're going to have to wait to get more information about it. But you know, the two guys that did, you see it. I, I guess I guess they're all kind of different, which isn't just kind of hard to pick the through line besides being defensive backs. But again, I think you're still being you're still seeing Halfley be able to bring in guys, and you know, he's still got Elijah Jones, who again he could have been another portal guy. Um, Mari Jackson, I think, is going to be a really good player. Um, so it's not too concerning for me because I think you could kind of tie some extenuating circumstances that are different for each player. Um, but no, it's not. I, it's not super concerning to me, especially because I think, again, like we said, this DeBerry is a kind of a wild card in that it came so late in the process. So I think there's, I don't know exactly what, but there's, there's something else that's out of the norm. That is the reason behind this. And I think it's important to note too, that the first transfer portal window closed, they're going to have spring practice, spring game. And then this, I, I, I'm going to predict that there's going to be a rash of, it's going to be a second wave of this mm-hmm. where players that, and it's not just BC everywhere across the country, just like this last wave was that are going to enter the transfer portal when they ag- exit spring ball and go, Oh, my role on this team isn't what I thought. So that goes two ways for BC, right? They're going to probably lose a few more players, but it also gives them a chance that if they look at the defensive backs and go, Oh, you know what? We still need more depth here. This isn't where I, you know, Azar doesn't see the the depth that he needs. You go out and get another guy. You can do that. And I think that's, honestly not a bad thing right now like if they have to go out if it, it, they can evaluate it's like an evaluation period for them where they can get another transfer if they need it yeah like i'm not i'm not trying to be you know pollyanna or overly optimistic about this like my i would say like my ears are kind of perked up to be like okay like this is something to monitor but i'm not ready to you know freak out just yet you, mm-hmm. like you said you know you're gonna have that second transfer portal window um and you know if if you know, multiple guys leave and they don't replace it, then yeah, then that's a big problem. But, you know, maybe they lose one more guy and then they bring another guy in and it kind of comes out in the wash. So I'm not panicking yet, but I think it is definitely something to monitor. Um, and, you know, again, just losing a guy like DeBerry in terms of just on-field play is, that's that's not good. You know, it's hard to replace a guy like that. And just a personal story. Um, I, I, I joked, and if you've been a, a listener of this podcast for years, you know what this joke is that every year I miss on a guy. And actually, I don't think I missed on anyone in 2022 because it just wasn't anyone that really stood out. But Pat Garwo and Josh DeBerry are on my list. Josh DeBerry, um, I, I totally whiffed on like him and like some depth chart previews I made. And family wasn't very happy with me about that. And I own that because he had a great 2021 season. Um, but 2020 and 2021. Yeah. And the one thing that I look at that BC, that the loss of DeBerry and Maytree um, brings about is the the loss of physicality. I I think they're probably two of the most physical defensive backs that they had. Yeah, absolutely. And even better considering how they were the smaller ones. Like, you know, you think about a guy like Jaden Woodby who, you know, might have to switch to linebacker. So you would think that he would be the guy bringing the hit, but no, it was pretty much always, it was always, it was definitely a lot of the times Maytree and, to bury some of the times as well. So yeah, that's what we're going to wrap things off. This is a, it was a funky, uh, 
format today because we had our, our interview, but we got through it. We had like a little talk about DeBerry. We talked to Alex Washington, which was great. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're hoping to have more uh, transfers and other players on. Um, if you liked our interview, we did some last year. You can hear Christian Mahogany. We had a guest uh, reporter, Jack Coleman, interview Zay Flowers. Um, I've talked to Otto Hess. Who else do we have on? Did we talk? Did I talk to anyone else with you? I think not with me. Um, I think you did. Uh, I did. Gil- um, I did Edwin Kalengi. Um, okay. I've talked to Otto Hess. They're all those interviews. I think on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to YouTube right now, this is the time to do it. Go to youtube.com. Find locked on BC, hit that subscribe button, go through our archives, get all our new, um, our, our newest, posts and in articles and those you'll get all of that there uh, we are up to almost 720 followers uh subscribers and we want you to be there too uh bc their official channel is like five thousand, and I, we're never gonna get that but we're the second highest bc uh related youtube channel and we want to continue to build that so thank you all so much mitch where can people find your work you can find me at Mitchell T. Wolf, W-O-L-F-E on Twitter. And then obviously uh, the work on Eagle Insider. All right. Yes. So thank you so much, Mitch. This is AJ. We'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to preview a huge trap game for BC basketball where uh, they're going to play uh, Louisville, a 2-17 team. I'll talk about that game and why I'm nervous about it. And we'll look at more transfer portal news and everything in between. This is AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. We'll see you all again soon. Take care.